Welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal. Hello, and welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. It's another week, and we're back from Vegas. We went Yay. to Blackhead this week. Hey, Yay. Didi. Hey, Latal. Yay, Vegas. So when you do f- Vegas four times... In, a year? In, in a quarter? In a quarter. I, I, I think I'm done. I, I am so done. The only upside was meeting my brother, which makes me feel young because he's 10 years older. And he def- he's the definition of round is a shape. When you say, are you in shape? So I know he won't listen to this, so it's good. Making fun of your older brother. <laughs> I'll send him the episode. <laughs> you send him the episode. <laughs> bringing cool. love to your brother. Yes, bringing uh, love to my brother. So we wanted to talk today a little bit about, we, we already had multiple times we talked about conferences, trade shows, but yeah. let's talk about the things we've seen, the trends, and also for those running marketing, sales, GTM, and in general in cybersecurity, stay with us. We're going to give you a little bit of our thoughts about where should you think of investing for next year when you think about the mix of events versus other things. We'll give you kind of like what we think. And we have a lot of ahas. Stay with us for that. Good for marketeers. I'll send it to the cybersecurity marketing community for sure. Awesome. So what was your, maybe tell about what you did other than being at Black Hat. You you had another event that you attended. Before I go to the other event, I I had some very interesting thoughts. So first I had a Holden Caulfield moment during Vegas. First, why I had a Holden Caulfield. Why? First, for our listeners who don't know who that is, that's the main character in Catcher Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. And he used to bug New York cabbies by asking them where do the ducks go when the pond freeze is over. So we first, we discovered that Uber sucks in Vegas. Sucks. It, the city well, is in construction regardless, mode. Regardless, everybody w- is going waiting for an Uber when there's lines of cabs just ready. Yeah, e- I don't know why not taking the cab. Yeah. I, I have to say I had a few very interesting Uber rides. They were very no. chatty and I enjoyed my chats. Awesome. Uh, I had wonderful conversation with my Uber drivers. Well, insight number one, cabs are coming back. Two, <laughs> we were running a questionnaire, Nico and myself, of asking what is the shittiest hotel in Vegas? According to cab drivers, only cab drivers, that's a very limited survey, Circus Circus is by far the worst, which is saying something because... Excalibur, when you go from the Luxor and you say, nothing can be worse than this, and then you cross over to Excalibur and say, oh, this is worse. Apparently, Circus Circus can be worse, even yet. But for our listeners, please contribute your thoughts about this. Luckily, you didn't need to be there. No, 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 I was at the win. Much nicer. Little bit so uh, far away from bit, everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it, it, a, that's why we had to take cabs and stuff, and that was That was annoying. bad. But, yep. but the wind has a very Sopranos vibe to it. So it's a, the room seems very, very Sopranos. In the meantime, another insight was Vegas is very cash-driven and have not switched to the, the post-COVID world. Because when you go into a cab... The bellhop expects you to tip him. I have no cash. The cleaning lady expects her to tip her. No cash. I don't even care to to think what was happening with the poor strippers and their likes. 
because nobody has cash floating around. What do we do? Does, does all of them are supposed to have Venmo QR codes and we scan them and tip them? I don't know. When I do my pedicure, manicure, I only tip via Venmo. So I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so that, that was another Holden Caulfield insight moment of what do we do in a city that's driven by cash? Now, back to the question that you asked me to, be- to begin with before my little sidebar rant, which you nicely ignored. That's my thing in general. I mean, you're not talking about sports. I have to ignore your first thought. Oh, 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 oh. Speaking Always. Of, yes. Speaking of sports, <laughs> Pats are back. The last, last night was Pats versus Houston, Texas. Sec- Texans in preseason. We discovered that the O-line is dilusive. And we discovered that our receivers cannot get separations to save their lives. So everything is back to normal. Okay, let's get to topics. Yes, That's topics. My, my, my Enough with the with, 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 with the rants. My, my conference, I went to a side conference. This is one of the cool things in, in Black Hat. There's a lot of side conferences that happen. Yeah. One of our customers is, not. I, I will not name them, has a main office with a lot of side customers. It's basically... A they provide services to other uh, customers. Yes. So they have the cu- their customer their um, customers conference are, exactly. as a satellite conference. As a satellite conference, specifically focused on security. Yeah. Specifically se- focused on security. They brought in all their security vendors to talk, to, to basically do a sub-sell to, as an MSP to the sub-sellers. And it's a very, it was a very fun experience because while it was not very taxing, we were basically locked in a room for three days with 32 potential customers plus a few satellite customers that came in to listen in from other similar <laughs> type customer with similar profile type customers and companies mm-hmm. that are f- from adjacent businesses. And so they were basically potentially somewhere between 32 to 50 potential customers. All of them actually want to learn about the product and want to learn how we talk to the other vendors. Also, the people that came from the individual vendors were not the traditional marketeers, people at the booth. These are the people that work with the MSP. The, these are the practitioners, the, the pra- actual, the actual, the, 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 the actual SE services. that does the, inf- the implementation. Yep. The actual account manager. So there's a lot of more interest to make things work in an environment where you go usually in a bigger conference and you say you meet the guy at the booth and he says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to fetch my CEO, my CISO, my somebody, somebody. Let me connect you." And then you leave the conference and you have that uh, inbox of a million. Follow-ups, connection requests, and And you follow up on five. Yeah. That basically all go to DevNull. This is a conference that I'm leaving feeling that I'm not getting an inbox full of inbounds, but every single one of these connections seems to be meaningful. I'll have insights in three weeks from now if I got it right or not. But every one of those, those connections seems to be insightful both for partnering, potential partnering with a, with a real use case because the vendor came in and said, hey, meet Didi from Ort, meet X from y. from y. I need you to integrate to solve my endpoint problem. I need you to solve 
something for the detection of private VPN. I need you to solve this for me. Please talk. Oh, and here are two customers that have asked for the, you to solve the problem. Sit with them until, y- until you get it right. Yeah. That is super powerful. So I, I think this is exactly what I'm thinking when I think about the value of large conferences and how to think about it. The problem with RSA conference, Black Hat, is the sea of vendors and the sea of problems and the sea of solutions and the the magnitude of different people attending. And you have everyone from the level of practitioners, students, all the way to CISO attending. And it's a zoo. And it's the opposite of targeted selling to your ideal customer profile, to your ideal persona, already knowing what are they after versus spraying and praying, which makes both... Black Hat and RSA, the, the, the main events, that the trade show, to, to a trade show. Yes. It's, it's basically a place that us vendor come to a huge marketplace. We show our goods. It is like the old traditional marketplace. We yes. bring everything, the newest, the freshest. We put the, the, the kind of everything else. We put it in the rear, the nice stuff. We demo, we have a nice video and everything. And it's a place to announce all the newest collaboration that we have, all those great achievements, new products that we're launching, make a buzz basically in the market. But the trade show itself, the show floor is rarely about actually selling and having meaningful conversation. It's about presence in the market and showing that you have... Your, your offering over there, unless somebody already knows about you and particularly comes to meet you at the booth, comes, he's like, somebody told them to come check you out. So I think when marketeers and sales think about how much spent to put around those events, how to prepare for those events, that's exactly how you need to think about. It's about a place to position your, yourself in the big marketplace same, you're going to AWS Reinforce, AWS Reinvent. If you are in a different, if you're not in security and you're listening to us and you're thinking about CES, for example, it's a zoo. I mean, you will be there. Maybe if you're very, very unique, you can get some PR around cool stuff, but it is your one out of thousands of other players. And your expectations is to be part of the noise, and it's very hard to raise above that. Having said that, the way to actually make it into a, meaning, a meaningful conversation is to tie it to other things. If you know of your customers going, have your customer advisory board meeting at the same time, happening at the same place, get yourself all those satellites events. I, I'm kind of like debating... We've done two events. We had like drinks with a few other vendors. I'm still debating the ROI of those things because, yes, it is important to have a place that people can get together and wine and dine and talk and commingle. And we need some spaces and we need to have a place that we can invite all those customers and prospects. And so it's it's hard to show ROI on that. Let's play a quick game. You go. I'll ask you and you'll ask me, what are top three 
good things that happened from Black Hat this week. How okay. about how about that? Yeah. So name three things that you found to be very very positive, and then we'll do the name three interesting. So we'll go. We have. I do one. You go. Uh, let's I, do. I do one. You do one, and then or we'll or do reciprocate. Uh, reciprocate, and then we'll have the the aspect of what have we seen that are interesting th- trends. T- three interesting trends. Let's do it. That we do. Let's so, do it. Lital, can you share with me one your first and top positive experience from Black Hat? Well, it's always about an opportunity to see and interact with people. So. I'm still working remotely most day on Zoom. So getting out of Zoom, seeing large portion of my team, seeing people in sales, interacting with them and interacting with people I used to work with, people that I know from other companies, you introducing me to new people. So basically, this is one of the best places to get out, interact, have good human relationship, good conversations, understanding where people are at and what they're thinking and what the challenges they're seeing, that's the best thing for me. So I think that's number one why we go to those things. And I'm sure if you ask anyone, it's, it's about getting to see the gang, yeah. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. The GD and Latal Show will return in a moment. The GD and Latal Show is sponsored by Ort. In today's world, identities are the perimeter protecting the organization and are the most exploited vector by attackers. If your security teams are struggling to maintain control of identity management tools, ORT can help. ORT offers a centralized platform for discovering, monitoring, assessing, and remediating identity threats to your business. While most security platforms can take weeks or months to start identifying and remediating risks, With ORT, your security teams can get started in as little as 30 minutes and start securing the identity perimeter immediately. ORT will surface the most critical vulnerabilities and give your security teams the recommended action steps. Start your trial today at ORT.io. That's O-O-R-T dot I-O. The DD and Latal Show is sponsored by Hunters. Hunters is a SaaS platform purpose-built for security operation teams. Providing unlimited data ingestion and normalization at a predictable cost, Hunters helps SOC teams mitigate real threats faster and more reliably than SIM. Visit Hunters.ai to learn more. So my number one, by the way, I'll reciprocate and, and say that getting to see the gang was definitely awesome. I need to find another thing to be in the top three because you already said that meeting the gang because you saw that you I, can I, join I, my number one and go to two go to, <laughs> no. so my number one my now num, no, my now number one was wow what an ego boost if you sell a company and then go directly a week later to black hat that is an ego boost by the way if you <clears throat> have the same experience I had don't Believe your own bullshit. Please, do yourself a favor. Don't swallow your own bullshit. When I boarded the plane on Monday and went through first class to sit in my Comfort Plus seat, I felt like a Bruin scoring a goal. I went like high fives all the way to my seat because basically everybody stopped me and said, oh, congratulations. Oh, we have to talk. This was awesome. We always believed in you. 
why didn't you invest in us if you so believed in us? The, but it was very, very interesting experience. Cool. Because that, that's a huge ego boost. But as I said, I, 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 don't, I don't smell my own farts. I, I don't believe in my, <laughs> in my own. I, 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 know, I know how much full of shit I am. So I, I know the, the success. I know the failures. So, but it is a very fun experience. So that, celebration that is important. Celebration is important. And it's Ce- nice cel- to get people to acknowledge yeah. it and support it. And yes. I think that's part of the nice thing about the community is that people are supportive. Yeah. I think even competition comes and salute you. And, and I, I would say that's part of I agree. That the community, everyone is in and people celebrate those success. And people are sad when they're sad news like for example i talked with all my colleagues about the news from this week rapid seven and they yep. had some layovers uh layoffs layoffs. yeah not layovers, layovers the, i had the flight yeah sorry being tired so yeah we all were very sad about those news and so i think that's part of it. i don't know if it's unique for the cybersecurity community maybe because we're tight and we all been to those different companies we feel it's all we're part of it and we I, feel I the think, pain i think it is unique because one of the things one of my peers said at the conference i, I attended he says the hacker community is a community if the cyber community doesn't get together and fight them as a community we will fail because the hackers don't care they, they will target a hospital, and they don't care if the, they're competing with another hospital. They'll target a sports team, and they don't care if the, they compete with the other sports team. They will target whoever has money and whoever. So the cyber community has to come in together as a community. I think that's something that's very unique. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Let's go another good thing, right? Yeah. So that's two. That's two. It was raining yesterday in Vegas in the morning. The most surprising thing. I, I know that's a unique number two. But I, yeah. I, I woke up. I waited for my Uber. And then I was like, is somebody pissing on me? Like, what's going on? And it was raining. So I think Vegas is full of surprises sometimes. So yes. that, that was good. I, I'm kidding. I have other good stuff, but that's, that came to my mind. So I had to mention it. And I like to uh, think, if, and then if, I, if, I'll go with number three uh, afterwards. If you're trying to find things like this, we found that we have a needy cat. I think we have the <laughs> only needy cat in the world. If you're going with unique experiences, our cat, when we came back, really needed attention yesterday. He basically needed somebody to hug yeah, but him. but that's not about black cats. So, yes. uh, so uh, yes. uh, go to the point. L- point. I, I had a very, very good dinner with a whole bunch of people, uh, with a lot of influencers and mm-hmm. a lot of people that contribute, mm-hmm. both customers, prospects, and friends. And we had an open, honest conversation about the state of the business. And I found myself being, being educated over that dinner, even though it was very open and very about every topic under the sun, I found it to be very educating towards my number three of, ins- of getting really fast insights of the state of the market. So the getting together with friends and colleagues, that specific dinner for me was one of the, probably one of the best events of the year. So that, that was that. What, give, it, give me one insight from that uh, conversation that you can share. One insight that I can share is everybody's talking about uh, the Microsoft incident. 
Everybody's talking about the Microsoft incident. You want to give a TLDR to those that are not following? Yes. Something, something, somebody stole a key from Microsoft. You could log into Outlook with basically a pre-signed key and without the need to authenticate. You looked like you're pre-authenticated. And it impacted some... government officials it impacted uh, a whole we the the who was impacted I will let somebody else that actually did the research because mm-hmm. this is my my felger side of the conversation I have no sources and I do in not the media do, they said some yeah. government officials and it believed to be China hacking well oh, of course uh, it's China yeah but you need to get a key like this you need to know what you're doing okay so but, but it so everybody, everybody was talking about everybody talked that about hack? they talked about one level up of the conversation because we were at uh, the, at the level of CPOs and CISOs and the likes our point is is the shared security model acceptable or unacceptable when you don't give me the tools to protect myself and And I'll explain what is the shared protection model. Okay. Today in security, what the vendors tell you is I will give you all the data, but you need to look at your logs. This is why there are SIM products. This is why you have endpoint products. This is why you have all these controls. Is the vendor tells you I'll give you all the data, but it's your responsibility. To see if something is exploited. If something is exploited. Yep. Now, can I do my job if the vendor doesn't give me all the data? That is the problem because Microsoft ma- makes you pay for an E5 license to get login logs. If I want to see a log of who logged into my Azure, I need to pay an E5 or an E3 license. And same goes, which is the, our favorite topic of conversation, the SSO tax. That if I want to have SSO to a lot of tools, I need to pay an enterprise license versus a free license. And SSO is like, for me, is... Table stake in your small company, you shouldn't go to the enterprise. I don't need any of the features of the enterprise license. I just need to be connected to my Okta and, and have my employees, especially the, the, the less responsible ones, come in through a secure channel. So is the shared, who can enforce that if the, there's an expectation of a shared security model? Can that shared security model actually happen? Because if you're not giving me all the data, that's by, by the way why Microsoft is now... opening those login logs to the free accounts because clearly you couldn't protect yourself. If you had a free account, you couldn't protect yourself. You couldn't detect this incident no matter what. You had to have the login logs. So it, it means that the shared, the shared security model co- combined with the SSE, SEC ruling that we talked about last time, it kind of puts it in front and center that this is, this is, a, this is a problem with the shared security model and somebody... either government or similar, will need to start... Enforcing some uh, uh, um, guidelines or behaviors on vendors. Exactly. For example, security features should be table stake. You're, you're sen- selling a product, it should have the basic like SSO, and you're not tiering this. Exactly. I wish somebody would have and, and, said and, and it and to also, all vendors. And also make sure that th- there's enough data in the logs for you to actually catch something. Right. Right. You need to have visibility of what's going on. If you're buying a product, you need to have all the behind-the-scene data and not just if you're paying additional fees yeah. for that. That's yeah. basic. So that was the most interesting topic of conversation okay. over dinner, but not only over dinner. People stopped me to have my thoughts on the, on the shared security model when I was going between Black Hat and, and towards dinner. 
I was stopped like five times by people that know me and said, what do you think about this? How could we have caught this? How, how could we have done something about this? So this is something that's clearly top of mind for a lot of people. The, the, are we getting to a place where the shared security model is failing? Yeah. Well, I have seen, and, and maybe that's number three, I, I'm also around insights and things that I've seen and where the, where the industry is at. I had big ahas of like the big shift between buzz versus realism. And you always see in those trade shows, the, and, and, and I love, this is for me, the, the things that I love most, like seeing this, how much buzz there is, how much, you know, people drinking from the Kool-Aid and having those cool stuff that will never fly by. And Blackett is a big place for that. They always had all those villages of like the up and coming yeah. threats, up and coming technologies, innovation city, all those kind of things. And at the same time, there is the reality. And I like to see where the pendulum is. So I think for the first time in a few good years, the pendulum goes towards reality. Consolidation in the market, realities of people want to see more, less complexity, less point solutions, more of give me a holistic view while being realistic, they do have this realistic view of, I cannot get it, to, if I get it all from one vendor, it might be that I will not get as good as a service. But that, there is kind of like a very realistic conversation, which I like. I think yeah. it's, it's very healthy. On the buzz side, we have, of course, generative AI, chat GPT, everywhere. There is no single vendor that didn't stitch something into the messaging about being LLM powered, chat GPT power empowered or whatever thing. And we all know it's a buzz. You don't need to repeat your regular no, I'm uh, actually, I'm actually, about it. I'm actually seeing that a decline in this. I, really? I, I actually see each and every vendor had something with that. We didn't uh, announce any AI generated uh, things because whatever we had that was AI generated, we had already. And yes, we have some GPT kind of explanations for some detections that people find for helping it with investigation, but it's basically going to become a commodity in tools. So for me, big good aha is that actually it's not as bad. The buzz is not kind of crazy. It used to be crazy. I think people are focused nowadays on real problems real solutions and thinking holistically. And if the, those startups that are coming are thinking about from day one, the integration, the fit into the ecosystem, where they, they, they think less of, okay, I'm the best thing since sliced bread and I'm going to go for world peace and solve cancer. No, they're there for whatever they do, and they understand they're part of a bigger solution, which I think is very healthy. So I think the state of the business is we're maturing. Yep. So that's good. What I do think, you think? I think we're over the hump of AI insanity. I think AI insanity will still hit other spaces. And I think, I think people are in security are starting to see, well, yes, it helps marketing. Awesome. It helps explaining the messaging of what our technology does. Yeah, but we still need to solve the problem. So a lot of the AI buzz 
is geared now more towards solving an actual problem, so helping with automation. So, mm-hmm. so okay, AI, blah, blah. Places you can automate, you'll use AI, obviously. But the idea is that they're now more focused on an actual solving a problem rather than hand-waving thing. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of starting to like some of the, the things I'm seeing that it's a lot less I'm putting in AI just to say AI. Yep, yep. So that, that's on my side. Anything other you've seen that's good? Another thing that I've seen in good, that I think is good, I think I like the consolidation of the XSPM market, that CSPM, DSPM, ISPM, all of them are starting to, together with Siam and a few other spaces like that, are starting to collapse together. The, I, I wouldn't call it the SIM replacement, but I'll call it the the SOC platform of the future. It's kind of moving towards understanding that in a cloud-based environment, com- the von- the traditional vulnerability management that ran on-prem, which was completely separate from the posture management, is no longer possible because in the cloud environment, your posture and your vulnerability are interlinked. So I think this is a good trend that's going to happen. I think there's going to be a lot of consolidation. It, it came. It will have impact on some of the old traditional vulnerability managers like Rapid7, but I think it will be very good for the industry. I'm wondering what the Wizzes and the Orcas of the world will do towards solving some of those problems as well. I think they're looking into that for sure. What are the bad things? The bad things. The bad things is travel to August, in August, to Vegas. There is nothing, nothing good that can come from going to Vegas in August. Well, traditionally, they started this because it was cheapest. Yes. It was the cheapest time. It's no longer cheap. It's not cheap. Uh, uh, that's my and number one. Flights? Bet. Everybody has a problem with flights. Oh, people flights. didn't show up of because course. of flight cancellations. But that's not because of August. It's in general. No, it, it is. It is because this of this August, almost... It, Half the breakdowns had to deal with either the weather. Which is no, any no, no, time no, no, now? No. no. This August was extreme. And the other one is the fact that planes had breakdowns in AC. So planes usually, when they are at the gate, they turn off the engine, everything's okay. They couldn't turn off the engines because... They'll overheat and people will not be able to get back. It's, uh, they <laughs> overheat, the time people the couldn't get flight. in. They co- components broke down. And that was a massive problem. It got to the, the insanity level that uh, a friend of mine said that he dropped his phone on the pavement and the casing melted. So that kind of gives you a sense of how bad it is. And so, friends, no, uh, no more Vegas in August, please. Well, it's happening next year. So, yes. I, I, <laughs> I yes, I've been complaining about it. I think it's your first... Blackout in a while. That's, it's my that's first blackout ever. Really? Yes. Really? Yes, because we always had younger kids. You True. were you were always in the position that I could not afford not going. Not to going. Blackout. Well, I was always in the position where I could skip. Okay, maybe next year you skip. I'll probably still be going. <laughs> Prices are very expensive. I mean, coffee at the Starbucks is ten bucks in Vegas. Not to talk about the lines of Starbucks. Yesterday at the MGM, I ordered online 
it had the 20-minute wait in the online ordering. When I came to the place, it was crazy. The line looked like a Disney World. And they said they don't know when the order will actually come out. It came out at 8.50. That's your problem for uh, going? That's your, that's, that, no, that's your problem for going to Starbucks. There is no other option there for are. coffee at the casino. No, they're not. They're not. You can skip coffee if you want. But, but so prices, lines, it's just impossible. But, yeah, I guess I, 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 that's just everywhere. So, but Vegas is bad for that. But specifically, complaints about Black Hat. I think we need to stop this thing of swag. I've been thinking a lot about it. And... For us marketeers, it's kind of a bribe or an excuse to get into a conversation with somebody. And I think it's about, we need to stop that. It's expensive. It's not environmental friendly. We're shipping things. We, we need to distribute them. We order them. They're cheap. They're bad. And you know what? There are other ways. I, I really liked it. I went through the booth of a com- company called Armis, and they engaged with people and said, I don't remember exactly, for each conversation that we're having in the booth, we're donating, I don't know, $5 to this and this institute. I liked it a lot. And I heard one of the marketeers talking about this helps us actually have a nice, meaningful conversation with people about charity that they care about. And let's face it, we're making good enough income in the industry. We can buy T-shirts. We don't need another battery pack or water bottle or, I don't know, a mug Oh, yes, we all like it, and we give it to our kids, and we feel really good about it. But it's just money that we keep on spending to have an excuse to and, – and feel, oh, do you want a T-shirt? Okay, now we can talk, to kind of like buy ourselves into a conversation. I think it means that we don't have a good way to connect with people. It's just an excuse. We should have – better ways to do it. So I'm, I'm going to think about it for the next event season. We didn't have a ton of swag to give away. We had some bandanas. Our theme was, we're talking about moving beyond sim, giving people peace of mind. So our theme was a tropical island. We had beautiful tropical hats and Hawaiian t-shirts. And people liked it. I still heard some people in my booth complaining that we did not have enough t-shirts to give away and stuff to give away. And I was like, I want to have meaningful conversation that people want to see my demo and want to understand what my product does and not necessarily come because of the t-shirt. So yeah, that's my rant about that. I think we as an industry should come to a realization that we need less of this cheap Chinese stuff. To give away. <laughs> I, I second that, although Ron will have a crisis because we brought no shirts back. We can start 
buying this kid T-shirts instead of uh, we I, can afford T-shirts. We can afford T-shirts. We can afford T-shirts. We we could have afforded T-shirts before. Yes. The and somebody told me something very funny that now they're entertaining people with Yeti mugs at home. That, that's that's kind of the what they give people when they come over. Co- corporate Yeti mugs. If you're looking for a topic for donation, I think if I'll be able to succeed with this in my previous com- my next company is maybe we'll make donations for hockeys for everybody. There's a really good charity about this for hockeys for everyone. There are a lot of great charities, and I think but that's we'd better if, if we want to throw away money, let's throw away money for people that actually need it. It's not throwing away. It's contributing and contributing. investing, and we can invest in some edu- cybersecurity education for also, we can find a way. Maybe there is a thing to do, and maybe we as an industry should just say no swag instead of it, all of us donate something for every meaningful conversation. Let's I, do that. I agree. You said you wanted to finalize with insights to marketeers. Insights to marketeers. So that was one. I mean, already, let's think about getting rid of cheap swag. It's just another item on a list, and I don't think it makes a difference. Yes, it's great to have people... Walk with a T-shirt and a brand. We like it. But again, is it needed? Okay. When you think about next year and what's your mix of events, other interactions, I think the reality is that you have to have other ways other than the big conferences to reach your target audience. The conferences are, again, spraying and praying. You're not necessarily meeting people that have a need. You're not necessarily meeting people that are in the market. Yes, it's great to build awareness, but you're building awareness together with thousands of other companies. So you are not unique. So definitely, I would recommend for everyone to think about a mix. How can you get into more intimate, meaningful conversations similar to the experience that you had with smaller group of people that you can actually get their attention, talk about their needs, their problems, what they're trying to solve. You don't necessarily need to just go with the CISO. The, the people below are the, the ones that actually have the problems. So other than treating those events as your brand building, which is really important, You need to think, if you're in marketing, about your overall brand building throughout the year. You will not be successful in those events if people are hearing about your brand only twice a year when you see they see your booth at RSA. They need a constant reminder through your social media, your content, overall advertising and so brand is always bigger than those events and don't invest in a big booth and a big presence if you cannot invest overall in a brand meaning advertising social media presence maybe pr so it's kind of like for me the cherry on top of the ice cream You need to have the basics of brand building, telling your story throughout the year so that people will not meet you at the first time when they come to the booth and people will actually come and see you. Also, don't forget, for those of you that have sellers out there, 
you want when they call people and prospects and, and reach out that they actually call from a company that people realize what is it doing and will recognize the name. Yep. Otherwise, it's really hard for them to reach out. So there is not much of an impact for all your outbound kind of cold calling and all those kind of efforts if people don't recognize your brand. So branding is important and branding is not necessarily the way the logo looks like and the color scheme that you choose. It's the quality of your storytelling and being in front of people throughout the year on a regular basis. Cool. Excellent. Well, I think if you've been at Black Hat and you didn't meet with us, that's a shame on us that we didn't have a chance to connect with you. Hope to see you next time. With that, we wish everyone great end of summer. We will be here again next week. The Didi and Lital Show is a weekly podcast. We're here. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. We'd love to see you on the show. So reach to us if you want to be here. And with that, thank you again. Thanks, Didi. Thanks, Lital. See you. Bye. Bye.